Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to After Our Fantasy Podcast, episode 32. I'm your host, Peter, produced by Tom. How you doing, Tom? Very good, thank you, Peter. No good this week, good on I has been called out of work, so it's just once again back to the dynamic duo, me and you, Tom, will hear the man the fork through the next week. So, first of all, we'll go to our league in top three. Top three, no change. Number one is Wolf Tone, Tony McClenny, 88 points this week. Second is Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 96 points this week. And third of this parish, Gunnar Leverman, Los Pimentores, 88 points this week. If you go down to 28th in the league, Tom, you will see the highest game week score. Pretty damn good one. Blame the spreadsheet. Chris Swift with 115 points. You can go through his team. Back to front, Ed Lewis, nine, nine points, obviously, double game week. Tavernier, Kenny, Goals and Barisic. Kenny, double game week as well, even though 40 points give for one game. In midfield, Turnbull, 9, Ferguson, 4. Carlin, 14. Up front, Hornby and Cole for each. A triple captain, Edouard, 36 points, and he left nothing on the bench. So, a pretty damn good week for that guy. So, do you want a... Oh, sorry, first of all, the average was 39 points this week. The highest was 1, 2, 3. So, what we got was 74 for me, 85 for you, Tom, and 88 for Gunnar. So, you want to talk through your points? Yep. So 89 points, I, I did take a minus four. Uh, Lewis got me nine, Captain Tav 14, Devlin zero, Iyer nine, Goldson seven. In midfield, I had Callahan for 14, Turnbull nine, Robinson one, and Kilty two. Up front, Cole got me seven, and Vice Captain Edward got me 20. Okay, myself, 74 points. at Anakin goals for nine. That was nearly 14 till the Hamilton goal near the end. I was fought of the leader this week. At the back was Kenny for nine. The Rangers back three, Barisic, Ghost and Tavernier for seven, seven, seven. Guffrey didn't play, or oh, sorry, Guffrey lost a lot of goals, so no points. McGregor, eight. Captain Turnbull, 18. Robinson, one. Ferguson, four. The vice-captain, Cole, didn't work, and nothing on the bench. So, topic this week. First thought, I'll give you a start first. We'll do the topic. What was your start of the week? Uh, my start of the week is Aberdeen have not scored in the last six league games. That is damning. We'll go to Aberdeen later because we had sure two as watched the game full last night, so we actually saw them up close and personal for over 90 minutes. But the topic this week is, as we'll get to it later on as well, there was also a suspension, a suspension, postponement this week between Ross County and Hibs. So there was rumour it could have moved to midweek of the same game, it didn't happen, but it's now moved into game week 32. So if we 
pull up Sutty's ticker. This week coming ahead is a double game week, obviously, for Motherwell and St Mern. They both play twice. But then, since then, there's a, a normal game week 31. In game week 32, which coincides actually with the, with the half of our fantasy podcast cup kicking off, so a bit of interest here. There's now a, quite a major double game week. There's now four teams with double game weeks. So we've got Hamilton, who will play in Aberdeen and Livingston. Hibs, who will play in St. Johnson and Ross County. Livingston, who will play Motherwell and Hamilton. <clears throat> and Ross County will play Kilmarnock and Hibs. So just on that, Tom, I know we'll get to later with transfers and that. What interests me there was that Ross County have got both games at home. Kilmarnock and Hibs. What about yourself? Just looking at it in the, the ticker. Um, probably the nicest looking one is Hibs. They've got St Johnston and Ross County. So Boyle's been on decent form recently. Obviously, Hibs have got a, an unknown player with COVID. So hopefully it's not him. But even if it is, that's plenty of time for him to recover. Say that again. Hibs have got a COVID player. Yeah. Continue. Uh, yeah, so the, there's a unknown COVID player at Hibs. So even if it was to be boiled, then he would have recovered by then anyway. But obviously, there is the aftermath of COVID. Some people suffered more than others. Um, Hamilton, Aberdeen will be tricky because they're quite defensive. Livingston have kind of the forms dipped a little bit, so I'm probably going to talk about Hamilton and uh, Callahan and Bruce Anderson's recent form. Livingston, keep an eye on that situation just now. They've lost the last two games. Um, and the week before that, they're playing Rangers as well. So that's not ideal. But and the Cup. Could... Same minus it roughly. I know it's a long week, but they'll get both, mate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, but it, it's a nice double of Motherwell and Hamilton there. And then Ross County, we're still waiting for a standout. We kind of thought it was Ollie Shaw for a little bit, but then he's. He's been benched recently as well, so I'm not too sure about that. See, I was thinking like looking at the like try to build your team for the split, but it doesn't matter because after one week later you've got a wild card anyway. So I'm assuming everybody's going to be using the wild card game week 34 or 35 anyway. So it's like you're going to Hamilton, mm, two away games, Hibs, two away games. Langston's mixed bag. They're, they're probably the nicest fixtures. And Ross County, if they had a bit of form, I suppose. But we're playing Ross County on... Is it Sunday? Sunday night? Celtic play Ross County? Yeah. Kind of what, weird kickoff, Like the old Satanta days, Sunday late night kickoff. So maybe watch Ross County the next two games, see how their form is, get into Kilmarnock at home, and see how Kilmarnock's form is, obviously, because they've been playing them first. Right, okay. Right, the fixtures in, Tom. First up is Aberdeen St Mern. Nil nil draw, two clean sheets. I don't have a lot of notes on this one because there's not a lot I happening. I didn't here. think you would. No. No McGrath in this game. Um we need to keep updated with him. It was Hornby and Camberry played up front. I suppose they need time to settle. I think after the Celtic game, uh, McInnes even said our strikers aren't really match fit just now. So I suppose give them some time for now. It was clean sheet for both teams. Uh, at this point, it's, it was three clean sheets in the last five for Aberdeen. So if you're going to invest in Aberdeen players, you're probably better off looking at the, the defenders. Um, for St Mirren, there was a late handball shout against him, Erran, um, but it wasn't a handball, it was deflected off another player. 
Um, I thought Ryan Flynn had a decent chance as well. We know with St Mirren, the, the points are more sort of spread amongst the squad. There's not really a sort of standout player. Um, but with with um, Brophy and um, Colin Quainer, both seem to be injured. Um, Abika seems to be getting the starts just now. So if you're looking at a St Mirren striker, they've obviously got another double game week this weekend, Livingston Motherwell. So if you're struggling for a striker, a beaker might be a decent shout. I agree with you there completely with Aberdeen shout at the back. I mean, I, I quite like the idea of the, the boy Hornby. It comes with a decent pedigree, but I just have Aberdeen look a bit... I think mean, last a podcast for Scottish football recently, and it was like, Aberdeen have just not... When McInnes came in to where they are now, they're in the exact same position. You'd have thought the Rangers putting down the third division to start again, but Celtic were starting with Ronadella. Aberdeen had a chance to do something and maybe try to take a grasp to a bigger name Scottish football. Never really happened. McInnes just, I don't know, he still it doesn't really, it's not pleased on the eye. I know he had one really good year where they were pushing Celtic and then a couple of, couple of cup finals against Rodgers, which I suppose is unfortunate. He's up against probably the best man we've had in the last 10, 15 years. But mm-hmm. he's been in a long time. I think his time might be up. So my question is, do you think you'll see it the season? Yeah. Can I say, you not see any issue with that? No, I think it'll be on decent money. I think you, yeah. Did you not see it last time? He, then, yep. He's, it'll, cost, it'll cost him quite a bit to get, get yep. rid of That's why I think he'll, he'll probably need to walk. Unless there's a Neil Lennon type thing where he's not going anywhere. Stay, <laughs> stay until he's going Right, next up, I suppose this is probably a shock. Dungeon United 3, Lundgren 0. Sporo goal, Shanklin 2 goals, Robson assist, Harks assist, and there was clean sheet officer for Dungeon United. And two red cards, Paulett for Dundee United and Fitzwalker for Livingston. Take it away, Tom. Yeah, so that was another defeat for Livingston. That's been two on the bounce now. Um, last week, I said Guthrie might have been the, the missing factor there. Um, but he was back for this game and they conceded three goals, which I was quite surprised. Um, Mullins, crosses and free kicks. I thought they provide Livingston with some early chances. They looked fairly matched at the start. Um, Shanklin got a brace in this game he had four shots on target which was decent um, he could have had a hat-trick um, he took it around the keeper quite early on in the first half but um, made a bit of a mess of things there um, later on Livingston had a decent chance but Jet skied it there was a couple of reds in the game as well obviously Pollock got sent off quite early on I thought that Livingston might have grasped that as an opportunity to get back in the game um, but they, they failed to capitalise on that and then um, Fitzwater towards the end of the game as well. He was sent off. That was another red. Um, it was a bit of a soft one, to be honest. I thought, I don't know what you think. They've appealed to me to try to get overturned, I think. It was a bit a soft. I almost watched that this day. I thought it was a really weak red card. And hopefully they get overturned. You might see things like getting upheld if there wasn't much in it. I thought I'd seen that they dismissed the, the appeals. Did they? Well, I've not. I've always seen that. Only I've just watched the highlights and they said they were going to appeal it. So mm-hmm. two points, right? One's FFS relatable. I suppose two. It came out for the week that Seagrest is now 100 saves yep. in United. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, I think I, wrote, I tweeted if we'd bonus points, see if we'd bonus points, he'd be like your Martinez, wouldn't he? He would be like, everybody would have lumped on him for the amount of saves he was having. So it's an interesting point for next year. I suppose just want your thoughts on it. We haven't discussed this a few times. Goalkeepers, bonus points. Do you think we would be a lot is we'll be avoiding like your Rangers goalkeeper 
Celtic goalkeeper. Probably to the extent Abdeen Hibs in going for the bottom six teams who are getting lots of shots against them and have a decent keeper like Seagrest here who's pulling off saves. Yeah, I think, I think people will probably start targeting that. I'd imagine probably it'll be similar to FPL where... Five saves, bonus I imagine McGregor will probably be a lot, valued a lot higher than what he was this season. Um, so Price will come into play as well. Um, with, with, the, with regards to bonus points, it depends on what, what teams are setting up. A lot of teams may be set up to defend and just try and get get the draws. And then if they're conceding, maybe against like the likes of Hamilton, not Hamilton, Aberdeen, Hebs, Celtic, Rangers, at least then you're going to get save points there as well. And that's what I just think more like you would take the you take the point and go like you don't need to up meet my bottom sixteen next year. But if I get a good keeper in, in place and then he'll only get two points for the fit for obviously appearance. But if he's going to collect two or three points extra on top of that for saves, then it's well worth the risk because Celtic Rangers could play at home and easily lost a daft goal one four one, then you're only getting two for that. And I think that's mm-hmm. well worth it. And my second kind of talking point would be is maybe we're talking about uh, maybe five, six weeks ago about Nisbet is a better option for Scotland than Shankland. And I think since then, also Nisbet's kind of threw his toys out the pram and Shankland has kind of upped his game at the right time of year between now mm-hmm. and year in the summer going for a Scotland squad. And just your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it seems like Dundee United, are, it's not nailed yet, but they're probably going to finish in the bottom half of the the table and then if he's playing lesser teams towards the end of the season banging in goals then he's going to get noticed more I think so whereas Nisbet he's going to be in the top half he's spat the dummy and he's on the bench half the time he's not really putting himself in the shop window the fact that he's still on the bench is probably showing that he is still in some sort of huff about it he's not looking at the long term gain here we thought we discussed this ourselves saying he'll go over it he'll pull the socks up and get the head down and try to play for our own Scotland. But it looks like weather's happened behind the scenes. It's, it's not materialising that way anyway because he's totally out of the picture as a first-choice striker. Yeah, you'd think so because usually the transfer window comes and goes. You'll maybe, you'll maybe see him benched for a week or so afterwards because... Get your mind, head right. Get your yeah, head he's, right. He's been, he's been unsettled and you know knuckled down in training and you'll start to see him come back into the, the starting eleven, but... It's probably a combination of attitude and possibly Hibs were struggling for goals prior to this. They started playing Boyle up front. How would you, how would you drop Boyle in that kind of form? Um, unless you drop Deutsch and play him and Nisbet up front, but then that might that might change the dynamic of the partnership. So it's difficult. It's not it's 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 not good timing to to <laughs> to throw off. Plus, we didn't we didn't get the game this week to see if he's starting because the game was postponed. Yeah. So obviously, it's another week yeah. of conjecture and rumour until next week happens. Right, next up was the Lancashire Derby. Motherwell won Hamilton four. So O'Hara got the goal for Motherwell from a penalty. O'Donnell got red carded for what was I would say probably the most blatant red card I've seen this season. Anyway, he just hauled the man down. Yeah. And for Hamilton, we had Anderson goal, Callaghan goal, Ogunpo goal, Moyo goal. A Callahan assist and McMahon assist and Campbell always had to no, sorry. Callan also had to retake his penalty. He'd done it yeah. no problem. So thoughts Tom? Um yeah, so Bruce Anderson, he's obviously on loan from Aberdeen. In this game he had five shots, 
two on target too often, one blocked. He scored the opener. And Callahan, who's we've talked about him, we feel he's the kind of talisman of Hamilton. Um, it's it's kind of ironic how they've, they've shipped him out on loan to Hamilton, and uh, he's he's actually looking quite decent in front of goal. And Aberdeen are, are struggling for goals. Um, I thought Cole, on the other hand, didn't have a great game. He had just two shots, and both of them were blocked. So, I said, Hamilton. I think I don't think Motherwell have won the past two North Lancashire derbies. So. Hamilton are the form team when it comes just, to the head-to-head. Head. That, I always feel like they play Hamilton always get a result. I'm just thinking back where I used to expect us. Mother always seemed to be the favourite. Even years ago when Hamilton always seemed to get a result in these games. Mm-hmm. Sorry, on you go. Um, we obviously talked about the uh, Callaghan, the retake. Apparently it was because O'Donnell wasn't off the fully off the pitch. But then, did the referee actually blow for it to, for him to take it in the first place? I don't know. They didn't really explain it that well. No. I'm assuming it must have been a linesman had, because he wasn't obviously the referee's facing the penalty. He's not watching O'Donnell, so he must have been alerted by either his third or fourth official to retake, or he's took it early, like you said, without the whistles blowing. It's a pretty big call because then the keeper's seen what way you're going to go. He went the same way again, didn't he? Just different. Aye, and the pressure's on you. Then I don't, I don't know, I don't know how I felt about that, but it's, no, um, it was McMahon. We've, I think I've talked about him previously. He assisted the the final goal. Uh, he's had four assists this season. And I, I think he looks good bombing down the wing. He puts in some decent crosses. Uh, I can see him doing well uh, at the tail end of the season. I can't, I can't really say for certain, but you could you could perhaps argue that Hamilton maybe should have had the clean sheet as well. When you look back at the highlights, you can see that Cole was fouled outside the box and it probably should have rather been a free kick than a penalty. Um, Hamilton have only had one clean sheet in their last five, so I'd maybe not jump on McMahon just yet. Um, Bruce Anderson, we're talking about obviously post-split there. Bruce Anderson playing the bottom half of the table might be a decent option when you're looking at that game week 34 or 33 wildcard. Just want man, man playing a full-back role, take it then, yeah, he's no winger. Yeah. Right. right, next up, Rangers win, Kilmarnock nil, Ryan Jack goal, absolutely belted a goal, a clean sheet for Rangers also, Tom. Aye, so... I thought Rangers would have got a bigger result given Kilmarnock's recent poor form. Uh, Kent, he was the only player that managed to get more than a single shot on target with three. I still don't really rate him as a, an FPL option because of his price. He's not he's not a consistent returner. And if you really were wanting to go for a, a Rangers mid, you'd probably go for a Rebo because they get about the same amount of returns. And Rebo's much cheaper as well. Um, Kelly, they only had two shots and neither of them were on target, so they didn't really pose much threat in front of goal. Obviously, Ryan Jack's amazing volley sealed the win. Again, he's probably not a great F- FS option either because he just doesn't score frequently enough. And I thought there, I, I, I thought there was possibly a, a Tav penalty shout at some point during the game, uh, but they never really went back and, t- and talked about that, so I'm guessing there was just no chance. Um, Aribo missed a big chance after uh, a great run from Kent as well at one point. I remember that. And I thought Kilmarnock got a lot, got forward quite a bit. I thought they didn't just camp out in their own half. They committed a lot of men forward and perhaps against lesser teams as well under Tommy Wright. They might go and uh, show a decent bit of form. I think Aberdeen this weekend will be a tough one just because obviously Aberdeen are quite defensive minded. But then Dundee, Ross County, and Motherwell are the, the three games in the run-up to the split. So 
I, I think they could maybe start getting results there. Yep, I would agree with you with the Kamara thing. I'd like to see how they get on and could be sleep on assets come and split. I, have, I think it's team turnaround to see how they look. He brought in obviously Lafferty, but I don't, oh, he's yes. fit. I don't think he's fit yet. So No, he's not He's not fit. We'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. So obviously the other start of the game was Ross County Hibs. That was postponed. On a Sunday, St. Johnson won Celtic 2. Rooney goal for St. Johnson with a booth assist. Edouard got two goals in quick time with a Christie and Taylor assist a piece. Stop. I thought aye. it's another flat a flat game from Celtic again. We obviously watched the Celtic game, so it made for uh, it was painful watching. Yeah, um, was that always catching <laughs> ninety minutes of self harm every week? That's what you did. It was two shots on target from Edward, both resulted in the, the two goals, and it was that kind of moment of magic amongst mainly Dross that, that sealed the win for Selig. Um St. Johnston only had a single shot on target, which was Sean Rooney's, which resulted in the goal. I thought Christy and Rogic had a couple of shots each and maybe could have created something, but all in all, pretty flat. Move on. I'm still not sure about selling. I'm still not sure about selling sure defenders because they always find a, an opportunity to concede. I thought Welsh might have been up for a bit longer, but he, he he made things look a bit better in the Aberdeen game, which we're going to speak about. But a clean sheet against Aberdeen when they've not they've not managed to score in the last six league games. I don't know if that's something to shout about. Um, I don't know. The next few games for for Celtic is, is Ross County, so perhaps that's not bad. But then. They're playing Aberdeen again, and again, Aberdeen can't really score. And then after that, Dundee United and Rangers. So it's it's not the greatest running towards the split. And then after the split, it's the top six are going to be up against. So I'm not that overly excited about Celtic assets, to be honest with you. Baron, maybe Turnbull and Edward. I, I, I'm, I'm even considering maybe coming off Celtic defence altogether. Hey, well, I'll... Quickly put this for game as well. Celtic one Aberdeen nil. Turnbull goal. McGregor assist. Clean sheet. So I can I talk about it all encompassing. I haven't seen anything change. I know what's that Celtic one five to trot now. Yeah. I don't think the performances have got any better. I think I've just seen have got luckier. Luckier. So <laughs> as you said there about coming off Celtic defence. See after the, see when it's in the split. I can see Celtic not getting many points in the post split, and I'm I'm genuinely mean that I think they'll struggle. So. You say keep on Turnbull, I think, who's like a total different class in that midfield. I've got McGregor as well, because I think McGregor is good for an assist, like he did in the Aberdeen game. I've got Kenny because he was cheap. I think I'll be coming off him for a bottom six defender. He's sticking with Rangers three. We'll question that later as well, actually. But maybe Rangers two, depending on how they start rotating once the league's over. It's going to be interesting after that split. So, on still on the same team. So, what's your thoughts on Aberdeen as well? It was right after that game. Celtic, the Aberdeen, Turnbull goal, McGregor assist. Um, again, it was another dull, flat game. I thought Aberdeen had a chance when uh, Campbell kind of run up the wing, cut the ball across the goal. I think it was young lad Hornby. Just couldn't get on the end of it to put it in. And then uh, Canberry hit the, the post as well. So they did come quite close to conceding during that game. So we, we obviously talked about we're not too sure about Celtic's defence. It's... it's it's not really, it's not really a good sign that. Um, I didn't think they offered much going forward. Yeti got a rare start in this game. I didn't think he looked great. He looked off the pace. 
Uh, Clamalla came on later on and he had a decent chance. I think Christy put him through one-on-one on the keeper, but uh, Lewis came out and managed to, to deal with that. Just not. I'm, it's bleak, isn't it? It's I'm, bleak. Just, I'm, just, I'm just not feeling it. I, I noted today that uh, I think a few people were on him at the start of the season. Ronald Hernandez, the Aberdeen player, he's went oh, out on loan to Atlanta to the MLS. Um, if anyone's managed to hold on to him, you've you're got talk, a free transfer. You're talking to zombie <laughs> teams there. Who will not be able to right. <laughs> uh, I don't really have any Aberdeen and Celtic. See, when they get to this split, I think they're, they're both going to be a void, honestly. Yeah. Aberdeen do seem a bit more defensive minded, so fair enough. You make all on to one or two, but or lose some goals. But apart from that, I mean, I know they should be this Rangers are running away the league. They should be the second or third team in Scotland, and they're, they're terrible. Both terrible assets. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even think Hibs look that fantastic either. A nice bit of form. Robinson's fell off. It's a really odd season for trying to jump on teams at the right time. This is probably why bonus points would be a better thing because it. Keeps you engaged, even if it's a flat game. Yep. You're going to get points for tackles. I, I'd, I'd like. I want. I like the whole idea when you're looking, you're watching the bonus point system. Going, well, he's going to get three. He's going to get two. He's going to get one. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on top of that. And then a defender because he's a goal, and it just flips the other way, and you're like, well, at least you've got the the tackles and stuff like you said, or midfield chances. It gives you a chance of having a differential for the player who's close to you in the league. Right, in the last week, or the last game, sorry, the double game week was Superman 1, Hamilton 1, Durham goal, McAllister assist. I feel like I've seen the names a few times in the last few weeks. And an Anderson goal for Hamilton. Aye. Um, I thought St. Mirren had more chances in the game. Uh, Dermis obviously got the goal. It could have been uh, um, Easton. There was an almost an unknown goal from, from him. It kind of came on off him and, and hit the crossbar. Uh, Tate, who kind of had some decent form at the start of the season, he was getting forward into the box quite a bit as well. Uh, he hit the post. And he had another decent chance shortly after that as well. Uh, obviously, another goal for Anderson. We've talked about him. Decent partnership there with Callahan. Uh, Dunmus has had two goals and one assist in his last six. McAllister, at this point, had one goal and two assists in the last six, but not assured of stats either. Um, and again with a beaker, I feel like I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> with a beaker, he got a better chance of starts as well with the other two boys, Brophy and Quena out. But even then, I watched the highlights of that. There wasn't that much going on in that game either. Yeah, it was quiet. Right, that's finished with the fixtures in the weren't it? Nothing was gonna stand out to asset wise there. So we'll go to predictions, Tom. As it stood for this game, it was 31 Peter, Tom 20. Gunner 36, so we'll go to the scores. Dundee United Livingston, we all got wrong. Motherwell Hamilton, we all got wrong. St Johnston, they're Celtic. Me and you got the right, obviously, result. And Gunner got the right, the right result, 2-1. So Gunner got the three points. So as it stands, it's 32 me, 21 you, 39 Gunner. So fixtures coming up for predictions again. Aberdeen come on up, Tom, and I've went 1 0 Aberdeen, so is Gunnar. Nil nil. Okay. Motherwell St. Johnson, I've went 2 1 St. Johnson, Gunnar's went 2 each. I reckon 2 1 St. Johnson as well. 
And last up, St Mirren Livingston. I went 2 1 St Mirren. Gunners went 1 0 Livingston. 1 mm. 1. Well, definitely, there's no same scores. Okay, transfers, captains, vice captains this week. I'll go first. I've ready to bring in Ali Campbell from Motherwell for Robertson from Livingston because the form is dipped. He's not nailed on. Bit of rotation. Campbell's got the whole game week, so and he's cheaper. So I made that move. Captain will be Tavernier home to Dundee United. And the vice captain will either be Barisic, but I'm wary of well, I was wary of rotation, but Bassi's one of the party boys, so I don't know if he's That's gonna right, be. Aye. Yep. <laughs> so Barisic probably will play, or do I take a punt again on Cole, vice captain two weeks? But I'll probably stick with Basic, I think. So what's your thoughts, transfers and captain vice captain? Um, I've I've only got three Rangers assets, and I've got Declan Gallagher stinking up my bench. So he's he's flagged, even though he's got a double game week. He's flagged, so I can't keep a hold of him. So I'm probably going to get rid of him and go Barisic as well, and have my three Rangers back line again. Um, captain's probably going to be Captain Tav, vice captain Barisic, I think. Yeah, so it'll be roughly the same, right? Questions from Twitter. So from Sutty Football, Sutty Show, who's in danger or not in danger of Rangers rotation due to Europe slash parties? We just like to discuss that there a minute, Tom. Uh, if it wasn't for the party at hand, I would have thought Barisic was in danger from Bassey. Yeah. Now I can't see it. So... I'd be sticking with the Rangers back three. Do you, is there M do you see irritation, danger due to the Europe or slash parties, let's let he says? Could you argue Goldson? Because they've got a few centre backs as Balogun. But Jans, you say Goldson, Goldson's always the one that stays. It's always Balogun or Halanda who rotates, and Goldson's the one that always stays. I'm just thinking he's maybe due for a rest. I don't know. That, that, that's, game, an, that's an FPL word, that Jufa. Yeah, never, never um, nah, no, the parties have come in place. There's sound for the while, yeah. Need to see if they get past Antwerp tonight, though. Well, it's two legs, isn't it? Yeah. They don't need, they don't need for the right. They'll play the second leg next week, so you've only really got this weekend against Dundee United to worry about. I, I think they'll play full strength. I, I think after they played Quina poorly, they dropped points two weeks ago, just squeaked through this week. I think he's going to stick with the full strength squad as much as he can to go over the line. Then he might yeah. start rotating, but I'd be happy sticking around, sorry. And the rotation's more midfield to up front. I think the back line hangs itself. I know he said at the start of the season that he would rotate the keeper to get the, is it John McLaughlin a chance for Scotland? But see, since he said that, he's not only been at all, he's been all McGregor. Yeah. And the back. Sorry, I mean, once, once the league's mat- mathematical, one, then I reckon McLaughlin will start playing every week. For the last four or five games? Yeah. Uh, I think Barisic and Tavernier have been, Golson's in, and it's whether he likes to rotate Hellander or Balogun. That's a little bit, I think. I think it might become more of a, a problem. I, could prob- I can see them probably going through. I think they'll beat Antwerp. I think there's no issue beating Antwerp. They're better, strong- they're beat- better teams than that getting there. Right, the next question is for Steph, who's struggling. He only watches Celtic, has no team ever sees, so he's looking for 
options for one team each in the bottom six after the split. Right. Do you reckon one player? What, what's the predicted bottom six? Just go as is. Just go as it is. Right, as it's split around. So it's finished. It's sitting on the top six. Blah, blah, blah. So we'll start with thought. Right, so first up, Dungeonated, give me one player. Shankland. Right. I would have said Seagrist as well. So you go there to right. Next up. Yep. St. Johnson. Mm. Wotherspoon. I'd agree with that Wotherspoon. Motherwell. Cool. Devante Cole, yep. Kamarnock. Um for former on the season as a whole, I'd probably say Kelty, because he's a nice cheap option. It's not going to take up a lot of your budget. But if Lafferty gets himself fit, starts banging in the goals, maybe with Lafferty. I would see the thing is, if you've said that right so far, you're off you're telling Shankland, Cole, and Lafferty. So that's his wildcard team got three strikers <laughs> in the bottom six. So, do you know what I mean? Straight away. So and then my next option is going to be Bruce Anderson for Hamilton. Is it? A, well, I was going <laughs> nah, I'd, probably, I'd probably go Callahan over I, him. I agree with Callahan. You agree with Sully Shaw next, but. Or Ross County? Is it a Lappin? Maybe a Lappin? Yeah, I'll go for him. So there you Lappin. go. We're getting you five strikers out of six. Just so take your pick. No defence. <laughs> Right, that's us finished for the Scottish game. So we'll move on to the FPL. Some chat on this. I've got it loaded up somewhere. Here we go. Leaks. Right, the top three as it stands is number one, Los Pimentores, Gunnar. Keeps top. Picnic George, Daniel Lennart, second. My good self, Peter Smith, jumps up into third. And the high scorer of the week was yourself, Tom. 109 oh. points. Uh, not like you didn't know this off here. <laughs> so, do you want to talk us through your, your team this week? Point wise. Yep. So, um, I had Martinez in goals for 12 points. Cancelo got me 8. Cresswell got me 12. Stones got me 6. And Tarkowski got me 8. Uh, Captain Gundogan for 38. Salah got me 7. Fernandez got me 9. Lingard 6. Harrison 1. And Bamford too. Antonio came off and Harrison came in for one point. I was a bit gutted because I had dunk a second sub and he got seven. So that could have went slightly better, but can't really complain. Yep. Uh, um, quite similar. I had Martinez in goals for 12. James for one. Peters for Burnley for six, whose flags will probably come back at my team very shortly. Cancelo eight, Stone six in midfield. Gaelish two, Captain Gundigan for 38. Fernandez nine, Salah seven, Son for two who came on for the injured Calvert Lewin, and Banther two up front, nothing on the bench, so ninety-three points. I thought after the first round of games we might have broke a hundred there, like yourself. Didn't come to pass, so it is what it is. So we're not talking about the games, Tom, we're gonna to talk about your wildcard at the transfer section. Do you worry about that? So what I do is I'll go to predictions from last week to this week to what we've got. So as I said, it was 28-14 for you and 18 for Gunnar. And the games were Brighton Villa, I get right, 0-0. You had one each, so you got a point, you could have got it wrong. Next up was Arsenal Leeds, we all got it wrong. 
And the last game was Chelsea, Newcastle. I said 3 0, so got a point. And you and Gunnar said 2 0, so you get three points each. So as it stands now, it's 32 Peter, Tom 18, and Gunnar 21. So the game's going forward, what you predict? I've done, I've done sort of I've just freaking random games. Fulham, Sheffield United. I've went 3 1 Fulham, Gunnar's went 2 1. 3-1 Fulham. Liverpool, Everton. I went 3-0 Liverpool. And Gunners went 3-1 Liverpool. 2-1 Liverpool. I thought we'd say 2 one Everton. I'd just to get a dig, but fine. <laughs> uh, Arsenal and City. I went 2-0 City. Gunners went 3-1 City. Mm. City. Right, so transfers and captains and wildcards. I've avoided the whole transfer and Leeds player, transfer and Southampton player. I've just went to what I was, I was going to actually do. I brought in Kane for Calvert-Lewin. Back to Kane. And I've got Banford, so I'll be captain in Banford double game week. So that's pretty straightforward. Back to team ahead originally. So we'll talk about your wildcard, Tom. You might talk through your, your thoughts behind it and... Your team, then we'll talk through. I've got a photo, and I can talk through it with you. Aye. So the idea behind the wild card is it's not obviously been confirmed yet, but everyone's heard of Ben Crellin on Twitter. Um, he's come up with a nice ticker. He predicts when the double game weeks are going to fall, and he's predicting. I think he's ninety percent sure there's going to be a fairly big game week in game week twenty six. So as it, He's fairly certain that Man City, Aston Villa, Spurs, Everton, Burnley, Man United, Crystal Palace, Leicester, Liverpool and Chelsea will all have double game weeks. Prior to this, which is the game week this weekend, 25, Southampton and Leeds both have a double game week. Southampton will face Chelsea and Leeds and Leeds will face uh, Wolves and Southampton. So they're both obviously confirmed. So... (laughs) The idea behind the wildcard is to get on these double game week players in 25 and then bench boost in 26. Yeah, because you kept all your chips, didn't you? So you're still running so go. I've got every chip going just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do I talk through the wildcard? Talk through the wildcard. Do you want to talk I'll... through the draft and we'll go through the sort of... Go through, behind go, it. go through goalkeepers and I'll offer you there if I've got any. Back and back and forth, right? Because I'm going to hear heads up. I'm not arguing with your first one. On you go, goalkeepers. Right, Martinez and Sanchez. So Sanchez is the Brighton goalkeeper. The, the argument for Martinez is that Villa don't just have, well, they've got a likely double game week coming in 26, but they also have another two games to be played. So you're going to want him for the, the upcoming doubles. Plus, We've seen recently he's, he's good for a, a 10-pointer. Sometimes 12. Sometimes 12, yeah, because he gets a lot of saves. He gets the bonus points if they keep a clean sheet. So he's been good recently. However, with all those saves, it means the defence that's sitting in front of him isn't that great. So I don't know how long he can maintain it, but you've got to be in it to win it when it comes to the double. So that's, that's why a, I went That's a se- the secret effect if I bring it back to FFS. Yeah. <laughs> if you were asking me to pick two goalkeepers to the wildcard, that's exactly what I picked. Martinez is into me, set and forget. And Sanchez behind the Brighton defence is very, very good. And he's been quite a. I, would, I wouldn't change that for a world or two. Just 
two goalkeepers. I think that's fantastic. Well, I think with Sanchez as well is obviously Brighton's recent defensive stats have been fantastic. Um, a goalkeeper, you're not really expecting to get that a lot of points from a goalkeeper. So, and you don't really want to have a lot of money tied up on your bench after the double as well. So Brighton face West Brom, which is a decent fixture. So there's a decent chance of getting a clean sheet. And if you're looking ahead, they also face Newcastle in 29. So for those that have still got a free hit, I'm possibly thinking about holding the free hit till a bit later than that, maybe 32. So you've, I'm trying to plan ahead for that blank game week in 29 as well, whereas it stands as only, I think there's only three games as it stands. But there's a, there's a good likelihood that Spurs and Villa will be relocated to game week 29 as well. Playing each other or playing different playing teams? Playing each other, yeah. Right. OK, I go for your defence. Yep. So current defence, I've got Dunk for the exact same reason as Sanchez as well. I've got Stones and Cancelo, the two City defenders. I've got Shaw. I'm not 100% on Shaw, but I've got Shaw. Man United have a double of Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Chelsea, I think, have been really good defensively, but not as much going forward. And Crystal Palace, they just look pretty poor without um, Zaha in the team. I don't think they've ever, I don't think they've scored this season without Zaha in the team. So it's pretty good for a clean sheet. The reason why I like Shaw is as well is um, in the last four game weeks, no, sorry, last four matches, he's had, he's created thirteen chances. Only two players can better that. Uh, Gross of Brighton and Fraser of Newcastle. So he's good for an assist him in, in it as well. Um, Rudiger, obviously Chelsea, they've not conceded an opposition goal under Tuchel this season yet. The only time they conceded was actually a Rudiger own goal. So I really like Chelsea defence. The City duo, they're uh, it kind of goes without saying their recent form. The only concern with uh, the City is they've got Europe. There's probably going to be a bit of rotation there as well. Though in saying that, he started Diaz and Laporte together and they conceded, so that's maybe a good sign for those that are going for stones. What do you think, Peter? First thing that pops up in my head is you came off Creswell. Yep. The highest scored defender in the game so far, and you came off him. Well, the reasoning behind that is looking at West Ham's fixtures. So they've got Spurs, then City, then Leeds, then Man United, and they've got Arsenal in the, in 29, which is fair enough. So I can I can, can see them conceding quite a bit. So you're only then reliant on his assist potential there, I think. Another else to pop in, would you not think Dunk... You could drop down to White or Veltman, for example, and you can maybe upgrade your Shaw, your, your Rudiger. Are you happy with Dunk because he's free? I like I like him in front of goal and set pieces. I do like Brighton because the the next few fixes yeah, is well, just the Palace. Back to like them, good. In fact, I like them. That's good. Leicester, Southampton. <laughs> Aye, I'm, <laughs> I'm fickle when it comes to Brighton, and then they play Newcastle in 29. So that's why I'm, I'm on Dunk just now. Nothing in the bank, can you not? No. no. Right. Just thinking, if you came for Dunk, it doesn't get you to, it doesn't get you to Maguire. I thought maybe it get short to Maguire, who's more nailed. It doesn't get you to him. 
what about Rude? Let me see Chelsea. I like Alonso for Chelsea. He's top for shots in the box amongst defenders over the last four game weeks with eight. He's also joint top for shots on target with three as well. As I said, Chelsea are yet to concede an opposition goal since Tuchel took over. See, I'm on James, but he's playing wing back, slight rotation risk. I think he will play more than... So I'm happy with him. I think he play more than most. I think he's out of position playing wing back. It, it, looks, it looks okay. The only thing is there's quite a lot of rotational risk and I suppose set up for you is no issue. Are you going to play a take it 3-5-2 looking at the rest of your team or 3-4-3 depending? Is that the idea? Yeah, probably stick right. with the three at the back and would take So you should be fine. Your first sub's going to be your hopefully one that's going to play. The dunk. That's what I'm like. If me looking at him, I'm going kind to of easy be dunk, but hey, it's up to you. In the midfield, then? <laughs> Into the midfield. If we're all the same, um, Tom, we're born, that's it. We all had the same ideas at the bone. Exactly. Um, I've stuck with Salah. Uh, I've got I've got Gundogan still there as well. You brought in Sun? Sun's coming in, yep. Um, I had to get rid of Bruno Fernandes. Seen that? I'll talk that in a minute. To get the to get the money to do what I wanted to do. Because I was I was toying with the idea, oh, you know, I haven't seen them. Liverpool in a slump, but Salah's stats are. He's still. Like, I know I was listening to a podcast today about that, and he's even though they're poor, his stats are still fantastic. And yeah. see, you want people, I want people to come off him because it's better differentials for us who will stick with him. Because people are casual will come off Salah, thinking Liverpool are rubbish, and that's fine by me because then whenever he gets the points, our rank is up more than normal because of it. Yeah, because I'm looking at Man United's fixtures, so they've obviously got Newcastle this weekend, but. I don't think many are going to captain Bruno because they'll probably be on Bamford or Rafinha uh, for the double there, even Ings as well. And then Man United's double isn't great. I don't fancy the Chelsea have been pretty solid. Crystal Palace is the worrying one. And then after that, they've got Man City, then West Ham, then the blank in 29. So I don't mind going without Fernandez. Salah, I'm more worried about because Everton, obviously Derby game, even though Liverpool have been flat, they, they might do themselves up for that. Looked decent last night against Leipzig as well. Uh, Sheffield United, Chelsea's a difficult one. Then they've got Fulham after that, which I'd be worried about. And then Wolves as well, who haven't been solid this season defensively either. So if you ha- if I had to sort of pick between the pair, I'd probably be going, I'm sticking with Salah. Yeah, okay, I'll talk for a second. So you've went for Salah, I don't disagree with. Gundogan, obviously, I'll keep him there. So... I'm toying with the idea of getting Sun out because I think I need to. Sun and Kane, I'll, I'll wait and see. Greatly, she's the one that's bothering me and my team. So you've went for Bartley. Bartley's villain. I'm not going to die. Bartley's villain. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Cheaper option who's played pretty well. I read in all view that he's actually, his numbers are going up, his Greaves numbers are going down. Yeah, I've got, I've got if that was part of your, yep, if that was part of decision making there. Yeah. Um... The price as well, because obviously Grealish is 7.8, Barkley's 5.9, so that's almost 2 million difference, it's 1.9. Um, shots over the last four game weeks, Barkley's had eight versus Grealish, who's had three. On target, Barkley's had three, Grealish has had one, so Barkley's winning there. When it comes to big chances and chances created, they're fairly even. Big chances created, Barkley's had one, and Grealish has had two. 
So not a lot in that. And chances created, Barclays had eight and Grealish has had nine. So again, fairly even. So why not save the dough? Yep, fair enough. Arms, I would have went Madison, but again, I'm looking at the stats here together. It's 0.5 difference. It's pretty much similar point-wise. Totally understand it. Yeah. Son, I can't think of anything else I would really think to put in that team. I like Spurs because they've got Burnley in yep. the double game week, and it's either going to be Fulham or Southampton. Um, so that's a nice looking double. Plus, they've still got if the whoever they play, they've still got that other fixture to get slotted in somewhere. And it's very likely that they'll play in 29 as well with the, the Villa fixture. I'm sure I read as well that the ticker end of the season, Spurs ticker looks pretty damn good. For, after a certain sticky patch, it's good all the way through. Mm-hmm. So stick with them. Basically, bet your feet. But yeah, that's fine. I don't disagree with that. I just think the, the big Bruno thing, I suppose, you can't do them. And if you've got Salah, and you can always get to Bruno when you get to him. Yeah, you can't have them all as well. As we get to your big hitters up front, Tom, when you go. That's right. Splashing the cash up front. Uh, up front, I've got Kane, Vardy and Watkins. So Kane, obviously, for those Spurs doubles. Watkins for all the, the Villa doubles that are coming. And Vardy, I like, because he's in his last four games, obviously, he's been out for a while, but the last four games that he's played, he's top four attempts in the box with 14. So I like Leicester's uh, fixtures as well. Aston Villa... I don't know if I don't know if Villa are going to keep a clean sheet. Then they're playing Arsenal and Burnley in the. the guy called Martinez. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Then Brighton after that, which is, uh, is going to be a tricky fixture, and then they've got Sheffield United in twenty-eight. So decent fixtures all around. So that's why I went for Barnes and Vardy there. Um, Watkins, I think he's probably the standout Villa option. And the only one I'm kind of worried about not having is, is Bamford. We can't reach him unless you downgrade somewhere well, else. Well, I could have Bamford, but those are the three I want. So, well, that's what you want. It's, what you want. Of, it's just a case of going without. You got to take hit, take out the first week and Bamford double game week and see what happens then. Obviously, yeah. Just... So that's that's the game week six lineup. Twenty six, sorry, twenty five. Won't feature two of those players because I'll have Bamford and Rafinha. And then I'll take a minus four in going into 26 and then bench boosting at that point. That is the, the plan as it stands. And that's your attack on trying to get into the top 100k because you're sitting no far out at the now. Uh, Decent enough. Two, two three, seven or something? No, yeah. I'll jump back up again after the after the second games. The City games, uh, the City game and Burnley game on the Wednesday night, I went back up to about 260. But I came from 460, so 200k in one week's not bad. Very good. Talk to me get five figures, Tom. Talk to me five figures. Huh. So, captain then. Captain, you've also transferred as your full finger transfer. Who's your captain this week? Who are you going to go for? I'm Bamford, I think. Same I'm as toying, me. I'm toying maybe Rafinha, but I don't want to get... I mean, I'm, I'm playing a wild card. I'm probably going to get games with that and bench boost. I'm probably going to get games with that, so... Let's not get too cocky. I don't want to be too punty with the captain, so I'll go Bamford. Plus the fact that a lot of people own him, a lot of people would cap them. If you don't go on it and it hits, then he could be left behind again. Not left behind, but he could lost ground. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was going to say for Leeds as well, those that are on a budget and if you're not if you're not dead set on having uh, 15 doublers, then you've got a 3.9 million Leeds defender who's played since game week 15, Struke. 
Right. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him in about, but I didn't think he was standard out at all. Um, well, he scored the last game against Arsenal, and he's on set pieces as well. Uh, I seen that Phillips isn't going to be available this yeah. weekend, and Leeds they don't play as well. I mean, Leeds are always attacking anyway, but they don't play as well without Phillips, so that's a concern. I mean, a clean sheet's never really on the cards when it comes to Leeds, but I noticed that. I've seen some stats that Dallas, his performance tends to dip when Phillips isn't in the team. And I imagine that's the case for Struik as well. So, but he's a nice cheap option for those that want him. We talked about Shaw. Uh, Southampton, they've been the worst defence recently. They've conceded 15 goals in the last four matches. It's not great. Uh, the second worst is actually Liverpool with nine goals in the last four matches. Oh, that's, a, that's a big... You think so? I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just it's trying nicely to, time stats. I like it, Tom. I'm not going to listen. Nicely time stats. I'm just trying to convey the the difference. Here. Worst is 15, and then you've got to drop six to get second worst. So that's I think, I think Southampton's defence has been really bad recently. That's what I'm saying. Nothing to do with Liverpool. Um, defensive wise, if we're looking at stats, City's been the best for shots on target conceded in the last six matches. They've only conceded. 12, so that's two per game. I think that's pretty good. Um, as well as big chances conceded in that period of time, only two. So two big chances in six matches. I say Brighton are a close second as well, and that's with uh, four. Only conceded four big chances in the last six. So that's me talking at Brighton again. Um, and they've only conceded one goal in the last six matches as well, both Brighton and City. Done. That's me. All I'd add to be Southampton. The only player I would, the only player that I would talk, touch Southampton would be Danny Ings. I'd love those yeah, guys. I wouldn't yeah, get him yeah. any on. Right, Tom, that's us finished. Let's get your plugs in before we head out. Yep, so I'm FFS underscore scout on Twitter. Um, I usually do a weekly article. I'll try and get it out tomorrow in preparation for the weekend. Um, I'll do the podcast. Hit me up. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Is it, buddy? <laughs> right, I'm at Fantasy Half. Well, Gunners at Fantasy Football Weekly. I get a swallow, is that right? Yep. Well done, I got it right this time. He's had a new hiatus, he'll be back. Is it? Yes, what? no, you're right. Am I right? I know. I'm pure right this time, but right this time. If you like your podcast, give us a review on iTunes, give us a review on every your podcast. And also, a big thank you to the listeners because as it stands, we are currently the highest-ranked podcast who covers the fantasy football scoring game. Go iTunes score, click on the fantasy sports link, and you'll see where we're down at number 33 overall. I don't see any Scottish podcasts above us, Tom, so we are number one ranked right now. Oh, sounds good. It's not bad, eh? Yeah, we're doing good. No, that's the the people actually enjoying it and listening and subscribing and, and listening to podcasts. So thanks to the listeners. We'll keep us up as long as we find it enjoyable and we want you just listening to us. We'll keep doing it. So again, we're back next week. Hopefully, double game it again. So probably Thursday again. Yep. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.